Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. I am grateful to be able to join with you today in this moment, wherever you are, whenever it is, that you listen. Some people listen live, some people listen later. I'm so grateful. And let's take that gratitude into our heart, place our hand on our heart, and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Let us be so grateful and so thankful for the infinite intelligence, the pure wisdom, love, and light that is our true identity. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to infinite intelligence, pure holiness. So grateful, so thankful to consciously attune to the high vibration of pure love. Mm. We declare that our time together is healing, it's nourishing, it's uplifting and inspiring. We are grateful to turn to spirit, to recognize our true identity, and to allow ourselves to be healed of all delusions. We are grateful to give up our attachment to our illusions and delusions. We are grateful to remember the truth, recognize the truth, and identify with the truth. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all, and we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. So, uh, still in Vermont. It's beautiful. Grateful to be here, even though I'm about to (laughs) have to move out of this house in just a few weeks. We'll see where I land. No idea at this point. Trusting, having faith. Our topic this week is denying the delusion. So, A Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us that we have an authority problem, right? And uh, what does that mean? I have an authority problem. It's, am I making the ego thought system my authority? Am I identified with that ego thought system? And am I making that my authority? Or am I aligned with spirit, the Holy Spirit, making spirit my authority? So, In chapter 3, section 6, paragraph 8 of the text, Jesus says, When you have an authority problem, it is always because you believe you are the author of yourself and project your delusion onto others. So, our authority problem leads to, or part of our authority problem, is that we believe we are the authors of ourselves, that we are our own creator. And so for me, one of the techniques that's really worked for me as I'm in this process of remembering my true identity 
is to say to the Holy Spirit, okay, I get this intellectually that I believe I'm the author of myself and that herein lies the challenge and that I need to give this up. So I am giving it up. I'm giving it up to you for healing. Take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. I'm not interested in living this way anymore. I'm not interested in being delusional anymore. I'm not interested in projecting my delusions onto others. I am not a body. I am pure spirit. I am already free. And so then what's going to happen is spirit is going to give me opportunities to recognize, to recognize that, aha, I've made ego the authority, aha, I have decided I am the author of myself. And so it's about taking those opportunities and going the other way. That's how the Holy Spirit helps us. And then when we're really willing to let those thoughts and beliefs, those patterns and false identifications go, the Holy Spirit can take them out of our mind forever. So one thing that we can use to heal ourselves is to deny the delusion that we are the author of ourselves and that we are in any way, shape, or form, our own creator. We are not. And thank goodness we're not. (laughs) So there are many delusions that we have. And in chapter 4, section 1, paragraph 7, Jesus says to us, Your worth is established by God. So it's not established by anything we do or don't do in the world. Our worth is established by our Creator. He says, As long as you dispute this, everything you do will be fearful, particularly any situation that lends itself to the belief in superiority and inferiority. So if you've been listening to this podcast a while, you probably have heard me say that the tiny mad idea that we forgot to laugh at is some version of better than or less than, and that's what he's talking about here, superiority and inferiority. So I'm going to say this again. Your worth is established by God. As long as you dispute this, everything you do will be fearful, particularly any situation that leads itself to belief in superiority and inferiority. I say this in so many different ways, so forgive me if you're tired of hearing it, but I say it in so many different ways because Sometimes we can hear something 
a thousand times. We could teach it. We could write a book about it, but we still haven't heard it. I know I've experienced that. So that's why I know Jesus is saying the same things again and again and again to us. So as long as we dispute that our worth is established by God, it's not established by whether or not we're attractive. Our worth is not established by whether or not we have children or a spouse or whether or not we have enough money for retirement or we've had a successful career. Our worth is not established by other people loving us. Our worth is not established by whether or not we're a size 6 or an 8 or a 10. Our worth is not established by our ability to meditate. Our worth is not established by whether or not we can do anything in this world. Nothing related to our body or our life in this world has anything to do with our worth. And yet we are utterly convinced that it all has to do with our worth. If we haven't succeeded in all these realms, if we're not a good cook and a good yogini and a good whatever, good at sex, right? All the things that people feel ashamed at because they're not good at it. I remember one time uh, in my classes, there was um, someone who was in their 80s who started practicing this non-judgment. Very excited. Very excited. And it led to a complete transformation in her sexual life with her husband. Because she stopped judging herself. And she invited her husband to stop judging himself. And so they just decided to just love their bodies as they were. And have fun and enjoy and pleasure each other. And this huge liberation occurred for them. There are so many things that we judge ourselves for. And we attach our sense of worth to it. Our worth is established by God. To think that someone else or ourselves can establish our worth is delusional. Let us deny the delusion. So how do we do that? David Hawkins says, I'm no longer subject to that. I'm subject only to that which I hold in mind. I'm an infinite being, and in truth, I am not subject to that, and that is a fact. I love that. And I've been using for a very long time, I'm no longer interested in that. I am a creature of love and light, and that's all I'm interested in. So variations, I am not a body, is another denial 
of the delusion. So this is so valuable to us to be able to practice the denial of the delusion. Tell it the truth. I remember hearing somebody say that. Tell it the truth. So what is the truth? I'm an infinite being. I'm a creature of love and light. I'm part of the sonship. I am Christed in my nature. Tell it the truth. Deny the delusion. So again, we're going to, in this same section, he says, your worth is established by God as long as you dispute this. Everything you do will be fearful. Is it any wonder that people struggle with so much fear and anxiety? If we're disputing the truth of our being, and this is what is going to make us fearful, and we do it all day long, saying our worth is established by what somebody else thinks of us. Our worth is established by the condition of our body, the weight of our body. How could that ever be the thing that establishes our worth? But these beliefs are so pervasive, right? Now here's the thing. Instead of thinking, oh, it's so hard, so hard, so hard, Instead of thinking that, what if we say, you know, this feels really challenging, so I'm going to turn it over to the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. Because I'm not interested in struggling with this anymore. I'm not interested in being on my own anymore. Now you see, part of the delusion that we carry is that we're on our own and we have to figure it out. Why? Because we're so bad. Why are we so bad? Because we have this belief in superiority and inferiority. So again, I'm going to read this. The the paragraph actually starts with, Your worth is not established by teaching or learning. Again, it's chapter 4, section 1, paragraph 7. Your worth is established by God. As long as you dispute this, everything you do will be fearful, particularly any situation that lends itself to the belief in superiority and inferiority. I prefer to say better than and less than. If we're all one, how can there be superiority and inferiority? If we're all part of God, how can there be this part of God is better than that part of God? Doesn't make sense. That's how you know it's a delusion. So worse than an illusion is a delusion, right? (laughs) So let's just hand it over to the Holy Spirit. Oh, there I go being delusional again, thinking I'm not good enough. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm so willing to give that up. And while you're taking these thoughts out of my mind, do the same for everybody. 
Let all beings be free of thoughts of better than and less than. Now here's the thing. Are you willing? We'll find out. Are you willing to really examine what it is you like about better than and less than? What it is you like about the delusion that even though the cost is to be in constant state of fear, anxiety, worry, nervousness, anxiousness, even though this is the cost of it, we keep it going. So there's got to be a good reason. It's not just a habit. People say that all the time. It's just a habit. It's just a habit. No, I, I can't buy that. I cannot buy that because I've had habits that made me sick and I stopped them. I didn't keep them going. And people have habits of being delusional and they it does make them sick. They know it is making them sick and yet they keep it going. So can you have the strength of mind? Can you love yourself enough to actually say, I am going to look at why these thoughts are so valuable to me. I'm going to take a good long look at them with the Holy Spirit. So in doing this, And we can just take a moment and do a little bit of it right now. Look at what is it about thinking you're better, superior, to someone else is appealing to you. What about thinking you're better than someone else is appealing to you? Think of someone that you feel superior to in some way. Might not be every way, just in some way. You know, like it might be, oh, my sister-in-law, she makes a lot more money than I do. She has um, a bigger house than I have. She has, I don't know, but I'm a better cook than her. Could be something like that. There, you can see how in our relationships we evaluate everything. She's better at this, but I'm better at that. He's got more of this, but I've got more of that. See all the separating, all the sorting. Sorting is an ego pattern to separate. Sort, label, separate. And we can give it up to the Holy Spirit for healing. I'm no longer interested in that. I'm no longer subject to that. I'm a creature of love and light, and that's all I'm interested in. I'm not interested in anything else. I'm only subject to the thoughts I hold in my mind. So I'm not going to hold that thought in my mind anymore. I'm an infinite being. And in truth, I am not 
subject to that. I'm not interested in that. And that is a fact. Holy Spirit, I give it to you. Remove these thoughts and the interest in these thoughts and the attachment to these thoughts and the addiction to these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. I'm a creature of love and light and that's all I'm interested in. I am here to walk in this world as the Christ and that's all I'm interested in. Now let's look at the less than. Why would we treasure these thoughts that were less than? Think of some of them. If our worth is established by God and we're treasuring these thoughts of less than, what are we telling God about God's creations? We're telling God it's a terrible creator. God, you are just the worst at creating. Look at me. Perfect example. (laughs) And then we think, well, can't trust God. God's not on my side. If God is my creator, God is not on my side. So we can just edge God out. E-G-O. Be done with it. These are the delusional thoughts that we can deny. I'm no longer interested in that. I'm no longer subject to that. Denying the delusion. In this paragraph, Jesus goes on to say, Teachers must be patient and repeat their lessons until they are learned. I am willing to do this because I have no right to set your learning limits for you. Again, nothing you do or think or wish or make is necessary to establish your worth. This point is not debatable except in delusions. So let's look at this again. Teachers must be patient. So he's saying, I must be patient and repeat your lessons until you learn them. And I'm willing to do this because I have no right to set your learning limits for you. So in other words, he's saying, you get to learn at your own pace. That's what this world is for. I'm not going to set your learning limits. That's up to you. You can repeat the same lessons again and again and again. I will not lose patience with you. I will stand by you like any loving friend would do who's had a Christ realization. (laughs) Don't we get tired with our friends and loved ones who keep learning the same lessons again and again and not quite getting it? Yeah, we lose patience with them just like we lose patience with ourselves. But Why does it take us so many repeats to learn a lesson? Because we do not wish to learn it. So that's why, just turn it over to the Holy Spirit and say, "Uh, 
enough of this Groundhog Day. Enough. He says, nothing you do or think or wish or make is necessary to establish your worth. So we cannot improve our statue by stature by one cubit because of anything we think or wish or do or make because our worth is established by God. Jesus says, this point is not debatable except in delusions. Your ego is never at stake because God did not create it. Your spirit is never at stake because God did create it. Any confusion on this point is delusional, and no form of devotion is possible as long as this delusion lasts. So for me, I'm interested in being devoted, being a devotee. And what am I devoted to? Truth, wisdom, wholeness, harmony, the spiritual qualities that are omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive, and are our true identity. So our spirit is never at stake. Let us deny the delusion that we are not worthy of perfect love, the perfect love that we already are. Yes, it's time for me to take a break, and so I am going to do that. And I'd just like to point you to jenniferhadley.com and livingacourseofmiracles.com. So many resources there, including Sundays with Spirit, our Sunday online service. They're so good, so wonderful, and we have so many beautiful course teachers there. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Yay! (laughs) Talking about denying the delusion. And I'm so happy to join with you on this topic or any other. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to make a couple of quick announcements. And uh, one is that if you'd like to support this podcast, if it's valuable to you, I appreciate your support. So one of the ways you can support is to write a review at wherever you get your podcasts. And the second way you can support is uh, you can make a monthly donation or a one-time donation. A simple way to make a monthly donation is to sign up for our inspirational text messages. We send out two messages a day. You can sign up for one or both of them. And uh, you can get a text message from me with inspiration from me or from the course. And uh, they just come at wonderful times throughout the day, uh, always perfectly Timed by spirit. And so you can go to acimtexts.com to sign up for that. 
acimtexts.com to sign up. You can also text to the number 53557. That's 53557. Text the word miracles. And then you can sign up that way. So it costs us about $3 per per inspiration per month. So it's about six, seven dollars a month with our staff and all the costs involved. So if you can do seven dollars a month, sign up for both text messages. That's awesome. That'll cover the cost of the text messages. If you'd like to put in a little something more, a uh, hundred dollars or <laughs> whatever feels good to you, whatever ever tithe offering feels good to you, that's great. But you can also make a one-time donation that way. And you can even sign up for the text messages for as little as $1 one time. So they're virtually free uh, if, if you don't have the funds to spare and to share. Yeah. Again, there's a ton of resources at jenniferhadley.com and livingacourseofmiracles.com, including study group support and free classes, and all kinds of things. So please go and check out these things, including a free app. We built a free app with reminders. It's just, I made it as perfect as I possibly do, and so it's great. Um, Let's go back to denying the delusion. So we're in chapter 4, which is entitled The Illusions of the Ego, And we're in section one, which is entitled Right Teaching and Right Learning. And we've been looking at paragraph seven. And where he talks about nothing we do or think or wish or make is necessary to establish our worth. Our worth is established by God. And he says in here, your ego is never at stake because God did not create it. Your spirit is never at stake because God did create it. Any confusion on this point is delusional and no form of devotion is possible as long as this delusion lasts. Now why is he saying that no form of devotion is possible? as long as this delusion lasts, as long as the delusion is that we can somehow increase or decrease or in any way establish or have established our worth, that this is delusional. And as long as we're confused about this, as long as we think that there's better than and less than, there's going to be fear. But also no form of devotion is possible. Why would he say that to us? Now, based on my life experience, I have come to see that my happiest, most joyful times are the the result or the experience of being devotional, being devoted to spirit by being truly helpful. And that could be in my yoga practice. That could be in my 
meditation practice. That could be in my prayer practice. That could be in my sharing and teaching. All of these things I like to do in a devotional way. So I I have made my life quite devotional. So I can go shopping and I can do it in a devotional way. Here in Vermont, I'm uh, quite near my teacher, my spiritual teacher, Venerable Dahani Oahu. And that's why I come here. She's a Cherokee chief. Oh, and by the way, I sent out in an email on Sunday... Um, my Sunday inspiration. So it would be in my blog for uh, July 19th. Trying to remember what it was about. Um, But I, I shared about the Native American elders gathering. I've also shared it on Facebook and I'll keep sharing it on Facebook. Uh, I, I, one of the things I love about coming to Vermont in the summer is to have teachings with my teacher and other Native American elders. I love their wisdom. It is not in contradiction to the course. Uh, the Native American teachings are very clear that this is an illusion uh, and uh, that through respecting and honoring all, And realizing that we're part of creation, this is the way out of the delusion. So I really love being in harmony with nature and being able to connect with these great spiritual teachers, the Native American elders. And so uh, my teacher, who's a Cherokee chief in the Wahoo lineage, it's a Cherokee lineage, She hosts, for more than 30 years now, the Native American Elders Gathering last weekend in July. And this year, because of the COVID-19 virus, we're doing it online. So wherever you are in the world, you know, it's hard for people to travel from Europe and across the United States to come for a weekend of teachings But we can do this online. So I'm inviting you to come. And if you you look at Facebook for Native American Elders Gathering, you can find it there. You can go to sunray.org, sunray.org. That's the Sunray Meditation Society that Venerable Tahani Oahu formed and that hosts the Native American Elders Gathering. Uh, you probably just Google Native American Elders Gathering. And to attend online, you can do it for as little as $11 for a few days of teachings. Like bargain of the century. And um, come and commune with us. I would love to see you there. I invite you to join us. And if you're listening to this three years later, I don't know what to tell you. But maybe you can still get get things online and... Maybe you'll come visit in Vermont sometime. I'd love to see you here. If you've been listening to this podcast a while, you know I've been coming here since 2006. All right. So, um, I guess, I don't know, Spirit had me bring that up. I'm not sure. But, but, oh, devotion. Yes, being devotional. One of the things that uh, the Native Americans engage in is 
uh, lots of ceremony, but the ceremony is not for show. It's sacred spiritual practice. A Course in Miracles doesn't have these kinds of practices. And I understand that because the ego can get very attached to how the practice is done and not done. I see that that is possible. That's why I, one of the reasons why I love my teacher so much is because, for instance, with um, the healing ceremony that we do, there are seven fires that are created. And the fire keepers train for years to be able to build the fire in a particular way. There are things buried in the ground. There are many different elements that are part of the fire. And the fire has to be built in a particular way. And the fire keeper has a level of purity uh, that they're um, focused on attaining in their life. And all of these spiritual practices are devotional, ways that we can be devotional. I certainly like to cook in a devotional way. I've been cooking this morning in a devotional way. And it, for my own self and for others, I like to share food in a devotional way. So in, in our Power of Love ministry, we have a prayer ministry now. And uh, prayers are going on uh, many, many times throughout the day. People are gathering from around the world online to pray together. And so these devotional practices keep us going back to our true identity, our true identity. And this is what helps us to eliminate the belief in superiority and inferiority. Uh, Spirit is showing me right now uh, two fire keepers uh, sitting next to each other. One may be doing a, an excellent job of the fire, the other one struggling a little. Uh, and one, the one who's struggling may be far more successful in their business or their family. And um, the, the one who's got the excellent fire may be... Um, struggling in their business or their family. So the the coming together, being devotional in our practice and helping everyone where they are. Uh, like I think of going to the gym, which most of us can't do right now. But uh, when I go to the gym and I see someone who's struggling... Like, I love to do Pilates on a reformer. I would, I would really like to get a reformer because I, I, I can't go to a Pilates studio. So um, anybody like to send me a reformer? Please, I accept. <laughs> um, uh, good ones are a couple thousand dollars, so <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Spirit said, put it out there. Um, when I'm um, at the gym, whether I'm at Pilates or something like that, but people will come to Pilates for the first time, and uh, there are things that are very challenging for people to do. And uh, same in yoga, same uh, at, at the gym, that 
people who are heavier may not have the ability to hold up their weight with their arms or their legs and do certain things. And so for me, when I'm in the room with somebody who's struggling in that way, I send them positive energy. I hold that everything is working together for their good, that they are strong, that there's that within them which knows how to do this with ease and with grace. And when I used to teach spin classes, uh, because Jesse Brun Haran and I used to do spin classes, uh, and we called it Zen Spin, uh, and uh, we did it by candlelight uh, in the evening. And I loved it so much. And uh, when people would be struggling, because we did it in a very meditative way by candlelight, as, and then um, and the music didn't have lyrics, and so I would give a talk while we were spinning on the bikes, and and then um, I would give a meditation period, and then there would be some songs with lyrics, and when I whenever I saw people in spin class really struggling, I would tell them, think of someone you love. Think of someone you love, 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 love. Or you'd like to send them love. Because that will instantly make every muscle, every fiber, every cell, every function in your body temple stronger and healthier, more vibrant. And so if you're struggling with your physical body, take time throughout the day. To see yourself as a, an effulgent being, a light-emitting being, beaming light. And see yourself, you can also see yourself giving and receiving light from the divine and sharing it with your brothers and sisters, intentionally beaming it out to people who could maybe use a boost This is how we can be devotional and strengthen ourselves. And think about it this way. Two choices. We've got love and fear, right? We also have devotion or delusion. Replace the delusion with devotion. I, I, I think it's so valuable to think of catch, release, replace, right? With, with, um, Fish people do that. They catch the fish and then they release them uh, because they don't want to eat them. They don't want to harm them. Not that, whatever. Um, So catch and release. With our spiritual practice, we catch our negative thoughts, our dark thoughts, which diminish our, our light in our cellular structure even. And we replace the thought that we're releasing with one that's actually true. Like, my worth is established by God. So, being devotional is healing. It's nourishing. It's uplifting. And what Jesus is saying here, if you have any confusion about how your worth is established. 
No form of devotion is possible as long as this delusion lasts. So let's deny the delusion. It's a powerful reason to get very good at denying the delusion. So the delusion that your worth is established by what you do or what you think or what you make. Anything in this world, if you think that anything in this world establishes your worth and you start to feel worthless, you are in the perfect moment to catch, release, and replace. So catch that thought, release it to the Holy Spirit, and replace it with light, with love, with some thought that is devotional. I am the light of God. My worth is established by God, by my Creator. My worth was established in the beginning. And as it was in the beginning, now and ever shall it be so. My life is the life of pure spirit, now and forever. Feels so potent, doesn't it? I invite you to think about or to invite spirit to show you how you can make your life devotional. So really getting into the habit of replacing the things that you do in life to establish your worth. Consider that right now. What are the things that you do in your life to increase your stature? To prove your worth? Whatever you might be doing to increase your stature or prove your worth is going to prevent you from living the life of wholeness and beauty and perfection that is yours to live. It's going to prevent you from living your purpose. Well, there's no happiness if we're not living our purpose. Catch, release, and replace. Looking for ways that we can do what we're going to do, still go to the gym, make it devotional. Bless everybody in the gym. Still go to Starbucks, make it devotional. Bless your beverage. Bless everyone in the Starbucks. You can bless them all at once. You don't have to bless them one by one. We can make of our life a spiritual offering of devotion. Now, in chapter 8, section 5, paragraph 1, And this section is entitled, The Undivided Will of the Sonship. The Undivided Will of the Sonship. Jesus says, Can you be separated from your identification and be at peace? No, cannot do that. (laughs) He says, Dissociation is not a solution. It is a delusion. The delusional believe that truth is, will assail them and they do not recognize it because they prefer the delusion. 
judging truth as something they do not want, they perceive their illusions which block knowledge. Help them by offering them your unified mind on their behalf, as I am offering you mine on behalf of yours. Alone we can do nothing, but together our minds fuse into something whose power is far beyond the power of its separate parts. By not being separate, the mind of God is established in ours and as ours. The mind is invincible because it is undivided. So our identity is part of our creator. That's our true identity. So if we dissociate from our true identity, then we are delusional. And when we're delusional, we're unhappy, we're miserable, we're less than, we're not good enough, something's wrong with us always. And this is what Jesus was saying in the section before, which is we'll always be fearful. We have a choice to live without fear. So being in this, again, he's not using the word devotional here, but he is talking about a kind of devotion where he says that people believe that the truth will attack them, it will assail them. And they don't recognize it because they prefer the delusion. Why do they prefer the delusion? Because they invented it. And I've talked so much about this. So let us value the truth and recognize that alone we can do nothing. So let us move into this valuing the unity and choosing to be devotional, giving up the delusion of better than and less than. It's, it does seem like a habit. It seems like an addiction to be consistently looking for better than, less than. It's the ego mind's pattern of sorting, labeling in order to separate. And we can give it all to the Holy Spirit. I'm no longer interested in that. I'm no longer subject to that. I am perfect love and light. That's all I'm interested in. This is the choice that we make for our liberation. We deny the delusion. We deny that we're interested in it anymore. We deny our attachment to it. Go the other way. Walk away. Walk away, walk away, walk away. I love A Course in Miracles. I'm so grateful to share it with you. If I wasn't sharing it with you, I'm sure I'd just be talking to the trees. (laughs) But we have each other. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes. And thank you to all the people who do support this podcast. It means a lot to me. A lot, a lot, a lot. I really appreciate it. And... I hope to see you at the Elders Gathering, if you can come online this weekend on Zoom. And 
if you sign up for the Course Miracles text messages, you can do it at acimtexts.com. And we do have support for people who are interested in starting a study group at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And I, I really am interested in encouraging people to start study groups. It's such a wonderful thing to do. I started my first study group when I was just beginning A Course in Miracles because I had to find people to talk about it with. All right, well, let's go into prayer here. I'm so grateful to place my hand on my heart and give thanks. So grateful to deny the delusion and to dedicate ourselves to a life of devotion. We share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.